0: Thanks everybody for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Good afternoon.
1: Uh, healthy, life doing well. Um, uh, I mean, enjoying the weather. Actually, it's been nice and cool. Quite like
0: it. Yeah, yeah. COVID is in the air. Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's that time of year, right? It's cold and flu season, and this is um, th- this is a time for. Well, you know, it, it's time for the holidays. And and of course, with uh, with a pandemic, just just surging and just raging out of control. Now, of course, uh, I, I mean, you would think over the last few days that it just didn't exist anymore because of the election. But now it's everywhere. You know, Schumer out in the streets, taking his mask off, high five and everybody congratulating everybody walking through big crowds of people.
1: The hypocrisy is real. an election. Yeah, it's amazing how an election just changed. The narrative of COVID, it just it doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist, so it's all gone.
0: Oh yeah, but see now, now of course it's just it's surging out of control. If you look at Drudge today, I mean, you think the the entire world's going to die of COVID? If you look at it, it's pathetic. It is absolutely pathetic. The amount of lunacy that's involved here, the amount of hysteria, and of course now now that it's surging out of control again, and we've got cases all over the place. I, I just saw a video of what's coming out of the Today Show, which is for those that are not in the US that are listening around the world to us, that is uh, basically it's the NBC morning show is what it is. And they are showing just stock footage of hospital workers and PPE, people with tubes going in their arms, sitting in chairs, uh, ambulances rolling in, people being wheeled in on uh, beds and things like that. That's what's happening. That is what's happening. So you're being shown all of this, but it's being shown in zoomed in shots and it's being shown in abstract form. So you're not actually getting the full context of it. You're just being told a narrative and you're being shown images after image after image. That's all you're being shown. And you're being told cases are surging, cases are surging, cases are surging. Hospital beds are filling up. Doctors are being overrun. Nobody knows what to do because now they need to put the vaccine on the market. That's what's coming next is that now. As we said yesterday, towards the end of the podcast, which we ran out of time, Pfizer has developed a 90% effectiveness uh, vaccine, supposedly, supposedly. Now, I would argue that the actual virus that's traveling around through the population itself. Now, think about what I'm about to say. This is just my opinion. The actual virus that's bouncing around the population itself has become so weak that it's going to look like the vaccine that they give you is actually effective, as I said. China's open for business. They've been open for business. Nearest I can tell, there's no vaccine over there. But if they want to whack you up with some kind of a vaccine here for another purpose, but yet say, oh, it's got a 90% effect rate, that would be the most effective vaccine that's ever been developed. And now all of a sudden, it's here. It's been developed in less than a year. Huh. Almost seems too good to be true, doesn't it? No, I wouldn't trust that. It's almost
1: like they're lying to us. I mean, it's not like Pfizer already came out. We know they're not telling us the truth. They never have. Well, No, no, I'm saying Pfizer specifically. Pfizer has said, um, oh no, we weren't part of Warp Speed at all. We we didn't have any, they took 1.9 billion dollars and entered an agreement in July. We talked about that yesterday. So they're already lying to us about that. How do we know they're not lying to us now? All right. So
0: did you have some stuff you wanted to go over on the vaccine? I know you said you had some stuff yesterday and we ran out of time. So what exactly did you want to jump back into today with that? Because we've got a lot of COVID news, obviously, with all this stuff coming up. We're going to talk about what they're saying about Thanksgiving, uh, Christmas, obviously, what states are going to be uh, quote, reimposing lockdowns. What places are already locked? I think uh, Chicago is already locked down, but that's one place. New York's going to start again. So kind of huh. interesting that those are places that are, you know, recounted in, and- yeah, in question. Yeah, in question. Of course, that's- now, see, Bruce, if you have a lockdown, clearly you can't count votes. You, you can't you, you can't count votes. And it's possible that it could go on all the way through December, at which time, you know, the, the electorate will have to meet and and you won't be able to verify anything.
1: That, that that's what we're we're running out of time. We've got less than a month to do all these recounts. We've got less than a month um, because the electorates going to get together the the um, Electoral College and they're going to vote. They're going to cast their vote. And, it, you know, once that's done, it's done. I don't know we, that it's ever been undone.
0: Yeah. And we have we have the timeline. I, I have the timeline here. We're going to go over the timeline of how the American process of elections work. So we're going to go over that, too. But continue on.
1: So I, I just kind of wanted to rehash. We talked about this in like March, right? About how um, the COVID nineteen death certificates uh, were basically they they were told instructed to put COVID nineteen at the very bottom of the uh, list there on the death certificate, right? Which basically meant you were in a motorcycle accident and you tested positive. Okay, it would say um, you had uh, you died from blood loss caused by an artery being severed caused by a motorcycle accident caused by COVID-19. And they would list that as a COVID-19 death. That's basically, so for any anything that you had, whatever the cause of death is, if they had COVID-19, COVID-19 was the cause of all the other problems that caused you to die. That's basically the way the CDC said back in March. So now it, it's starting to come into question that um, any of these numbers are accurate for the COVID deaths. I don't know. We've talked about it before. 6% of the deaths were COVID-19, according to the CDC, strictly COVID-19. That that totally destroys the numbers. So what, what, what's the numbers now? Are we like 300,000? I haven't even looked at the map. I want to this say where uh,
0: I think we're hovering around 300,000. I don't think we've cracked it yet, but they're calling 400,000, of course, because look, look what's happened to the flu numbers. OK, just look at the flu numbers. The flu numbers are where they're not there. What we cure the seasonal flu all of a sudden they're not there. It's, it's crazy. I, I remember I was talking flu numbers here, in, uh, it, here in, uh, in Germany with a guy, and he says, we've only logged 400 and something flu deaths this year. And I said, well, okay, how many flu deaths do you normally have? It's anywhere between 15 and 20,000. I mean, that, that's a typical flu season. That's not even a bad flu season. Okay. So we're at 242,000
1: deaths. I thought we were way higher than that based on the trends we were seeing, right? No, and what the hysteria
0: has been. How can you dismiss... So easily, two hundred. How many did you say? Two hundred. Two hundred forty-two thousand. How can you dismiss so many deaths like that, Bruce? Just, just to brush mm-hmm. it aside like that. All those COVID deaths, and it's all Trump's
1: fault. Every one of those deaths yeah. is Trump's fault. Well, I'm a pretty cold and callous guy that sticks to the numbers. Two hundred forty-two thousand. Okay, six percent of that, right? So let's let's do the math real quick. That's 14, almost 15,000. Huh. Kind of sounds like a typical flu season. Actually, an average flu season. Not even a not even a high flu season, high flu season. You're looking at 20, 30,000 deaths. It's not even that. <laughs> so we, we shut down our economy. We by the way, we were supposed to be at 400,000 deaths already. September, I, I believe, is well, when I they said was, we would reach 400,000. I thought it was like 4 million by now. Well yeah, it was it was two million by July, and then it was supposed to be based on that same model. We, we should be in the four million range right now. Uh, but we're at two hundred and forty two thousand. Um huh. Kinda seems like they were lying to us, don't it? Well, the doom and gloomer,
0: Neil Ferguson, you know, the Armageddon guy from uh, from the UK, that's who we based all this information on. Fauci backed it up and that's where we are. That's where we are. So uh, what what else do you have? Because I was going to start getting into like where they're going to start shutting down and, and things like that. What, where else do you want to go with that before we jump over to that? Now oh, go ahead. Just shut down. So okay. let let's hear it. All right. So let's ta- actually let's start with Thanksgiving. OK, so officials issue a blunt message for Thanksgiving, right? I mean, Thanksgiving's coming up. You got family coming in from out of town. Have you considered having your Thanksgiving outside? Bruce, have you thought about having your Thanksgiving outside?
1: Uh, it might be a little chilly, especially going up. I north. mean, if you're Mo- in if you're in Montana, chilly.
0: Yeah. If you're in Montana, I mean, yeah, uh, that's yeah. If I want to wear I these mean, snow shoes. I would I would be happy. Well, I mean, I, I'd i be thinking of everybody else. I'd be thinking of having, you know, let's for for everybody's sake, let's just have Thanksgiving outside. It's absurd. It's absolutely
1: absurd. I mean, <laughs> it's a little chilly. It's a little cooler right now than it usually is, I, I think. I want to say it was like 30 degrees last night. Uh, So it, it just no, no, we might think about it if it was a nice 65, 70 degrees just because it's nice outside. But not because of COVID. That's ridiculous. Okay, so from coast to
0: coast, governors and other officials are imposing restrictions ahead of Thanksgiving and pleading with their residents. They're pleading with them. They're pleading with them to be cautious of the risk of transmitting COVID nineteen in their homes right, during all of their meeting with their families and everything. I, I notice you're, Bruce, You're not taking this seriously. You're over there shaking your head. Is there something wrong?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, the
0: cold callous, not caring about other people's lives right, and all that kind right. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I Well, just, see, I don't care. if anybody, they, they if anybody company. dies, if anybody dies on this Thanksgiving holiday season, Bruce, do you know whose fault it is? It's Trump's fault.
1: Yes, of course. See, Trump, see, people don't know this. He was actually in the back rooms, you know, in the, in the basement of the white house, right? He was mixing different ingredients like, like, um, Coke and disinfectant. And they were mixing it together, trying to make you know, different, different diseases and viruses. And this is, this is what he came up with. See, so it's not like this came from China or anything, you know? All right. Uh, in New York,
0: a state te- I love how the media hypes this up in New York, a state teetering on the edge of a second wave. Well, I thought everybody in New York did it right. Isn't that what Fauci said? Is, isn't that what yeah. Fauci said? Isn't that what he said? Uh, that, no. Yeah. Well, mm. you're right, Judy. I don't want to get involved in politics, but all I can do is plead with the people out there to be consistent and listen to what if health officials, like myself, if I may, are saying. <laughs> Put everything else <laughs> aside and uniformly do the right thing. OK. All right. All right. So. What about New York? Did they do it right? We have a problem. We need to admit it and own it. But we've got to do the things that are very clear that we need to do to turn this around. Uh Remembering we can do it. We know that Uh when you do it properly, you bring down those cases. We've done it. We've done it in New York. New York got hit worse than any place in the world. And they did it correctly by doing the things that you're talking about. I see. Hmm. So he can uh, clearly do
1: this together. We can do it together. We're all in
0: this together. We're all in this together. Right? Absolutely right. See, I now I'm now I'm getting now I'm getting the sentiment from you the the compassion, the empathy. You know, now I'm getting this. But see, I've been in New York, in New York, they 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 got hit harder than anywhere else in the world. But yet they did it right. Now, including all of the the draconian lockdown stuff, everything that they've done, the the checkpoints into the city, the filling out of the medical forms, the quarantines, and and banning people from coming into other the to the state from other states and everything. Now they're on the verge of a second wave. How does that work? I, I thought every step that they took, as Fauci just said, in New York, was what you needed to do to bring those cases down. And now all of a sudden it's it's here. Cold and flu season. Cold and flu they they've reclassified everything. No, see, they
1: yeah. didn't follow the rules. They didn't do everything right. So oh, that's clearly right. That's right. it's their the, the people didn't do good enough. So right, because right. of that, we have to have another lockdown. Yeah, it's it's the guy
0: that owns the restaurant. That's right. And, and I'm sure that it's probably couldn't be a restaurant in Brooklyn. Couldn't be anywhere in, in there in the Orthodox Jewish community. Couldn't be those poor people or anything like that. But Governor Cuomo, your friend. Yeah. Great guy, as uh, Trump would yeah, <laughs> Trump would say. Great guy, which is what he says about Governor Phil Murphy, which we'll talk about Jersey here in a second. Governor Andrew Cuomo announced Wednesday that all gatherings must be capped to 10 people, even in private homes. Now they're going to tell you how many people you can and can't have in your house. You notice that? You notice it's it's just, oh, well, we need to do this because we need to get over here to this point. And then, uh, well, we, we didn't do that quite right, so we need to go back here. It's the carrot and the stick. There, there's never an end to this. So it's like a mouse trying to find a piece of cheese in a maze. It's meant to throw you off one way or the other. They always, as you said, as you said yesterday, Bruce, it's meant to move the goalpost. So you move it here, you move it there and that's it. The limit was imposed after a spike in COVID-19 cases, cases, keyword cases, no deaths, cases. From a small from small indoor gatherings around Halloween, according to Cuomo, and brings New York in line with health me- health measures already in place in other states, such as Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Rhode Island. Huh? Those are the states that they were allowed they they gave exemptions to for quarantines to come back in. Just so you know, just
1: sheer coincidence, I'm sure. Now in New Jer- York, can't do that. By the way, what's that? They well, they can't they, do any of it issue those kind of rules no they uh, can't. they're just doing it commerce clause right yeah but they're just and doing really that but the first amendment kind of kind of gives you the right to um peacefully assemble
0: um huh. well i mean i'm sure it's not Robert important Robert i mean Robert it's said. it's just it's kind of buried down in there somewhere i mean it's not even really that important
1: yeah yeah it's it's way down in there
0: now in new jersey right where the coronavirus positivity rate is it's absolutely soaring it's soaring. It's out of this world. It's, it's, getting, it's getting so high over there. Of course, they don't give any actual numbers as to what that is. They just say it's soaring. Governor Phil Murphy, again, great guy. Great guy, as Trump has actually said about Governor Phil, great guy. This week issued restrictions on bars and restaurants, but added that individual residences are behind much of the trend in rising cases. See, it's, it's, not, it's not the businesses that they're going to attack. See, you didn't stand up for the businesses. You didn't stand up when they came after the small businesses the first time around, so guess what? Now they're going to come to you. It always hits your doorstep. We're at this point because no one wanted, to, no one wants to stand up, no one wants to say
1: anything. So now that this this uh, has progressed so long, you know, and we've gone this far, or, or since March when we started tracking all this, and you look at the uh, the maps that uh, John Hopkins, John Hopkins University um, releases, right, and you look at the chart. And you compare the chart to uh, this is the infection rate, right? Uh, case infection rate. You look at that and you compare it to the flu. It's almost identical. You you have the during the winter months, it's high, and then you hit the summer months, and when it starts getting warm, it dips and it almost flatlines during the summertime, and then it starts to kind of curve up a little bit. So you you see the uptick, right? The the curve up during the winter months, and uh, it's almost like it's a predictable flu season. It's almost like, which by the way, their, their uptick, they're saying uh, that they had, it's uh, 4,000 cases. I believe, oh, hold on. I believe that's, yes, 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 New Jersey, 4,000 cases.
0: Uh, Let me see. Uh, There's a five minute conversation here with Phil Murphy. I I don't even want to listen to him. So Uh, we'll just quote him. We'll get to the good parts of it. Um, So uh, Governor Phil Murphy, as he said on the Today Show just uh, just yesterday, he said actually this morning, as of this morning, he said, uh, as it relates to your private setting, we, we just have to plead with people to not let your guard down. They have to plead with people, you see, and to keep your gatherings as small as possible to keep fighting this. Don't let your hair down. Your hair down. Yes. Don't let your hair down. Even in your own home, don't let your don't let your guard down. Even when you're celebrating ho- the holidays with your loved ones, well, at least he says you can celebrate the holidays with your loved ones. Hey, thank goodness for that. Right now, according to the CDC, they say that the safest way to celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm trying to do this so seriously, and I just can't do it because it's so laughable. They say that the safest way to celebrate Thanksgiving this year is to spend it with your own household, given that even asymptomatic people can spread COVID-19. So let me get this straight. The same CDC that said you could go vote a few days ago now says you can't have Thanksgiving with your family.
1: Oh, it was fine to go vote. it, It was not only was it fine to go vote, it was also fine to be out in mass in the streets celebrating.
0: Yes. I mean, I wanted to give Chuck Schumer a high five. I I wish I could have been paid $400 to stand out there. I mean, to be fair, Uh, if you're spending the holiday at someone else's house, the CDC suggests you bring your own plates and your own utensils. Avoid going in and out of areas where food is being prepared. So don't go into the kitchen. Hell, just order pizza, right? And wearing a mask when not eating. The Federal Health Agency encouraged holding Thanksgiving meals outdoors, setting expectations ahead of the time for how to safely celebrate and designating one person to serve the food isn't that great? Isn't that isn't that just fantastic? The government's now going to tell you how to celebrate the holidays. Now there's a reason that all of this is happening the way that it is, and it's something that Bruce and I tripped over two days ago. We're going to cover it, Bruce. We're going to have to push the the digital dark age back one day. We're going to have to push that back to Tuesday. Sorry, uh, because we're going to. I think we're going to have Ned and Marty on on Monday, on Monday. and. We're going to go over exactly why we're seeing these steps now. There's a reason that these steps are being put in. And there's a reason that you're hearing these messages being put across to you. So we're going to uh, we're going to dig into that on Monday. Also, we're going to talk vaccines on Monday and we're going to talk about um Well, a newfound perspective on President Donald Trump. We'll talk about that. But anyway, that's for Monday. Continuing on here now and see in Texas, right? Governor Greg Abbott down there, man, I can't tell you how much of a how much of a flip flopper. I mean, how much of a leader he's been in all this. It's fantastic to see a governor take the lead on something in a state like Texas, right? Just to see the uh, the leadership out of a guy like that, and to see I I can't keep up this farce. To see somebody capitulate like that is just disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Uh, The man ought to be ashamed of himself. I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, and quite frankly, I don't care. If you get elected to a public office, I don't give a damn if it's the mayor, a city council, the governor, uh, a state representative, uh, a senator. You represent the people of that state or of that district or that ward or whatever it is. That's who you serve. You don't serve any higher power than that, unless it's God. You don't serve another interest behind that. You don't take money behind another interest like that. Hence, Pfizer and Biden. We talked about that yesterday and exactly how much money he got personally. It was like $256,000 he got. It's ridiculous. Disgusting. But moving on. Texas, the first state in the nation to top more than 1 million confirmed cases. Again, how are they testing? The top public health official in Austin urged that Thanksgiving plans with family excuse me, that Thanksgiving plans with extended family should be reconsidered. You hear that? Should should be reconsidered. And here's a quote, as he stated to the Austin American statesman, the strongest advice is don't gather with people outside of your household this Thanksgiving. You know, all these people seem to be the same saying the same thing. It's almost like they, uh, uh, by the way, not just in America either. All these people seem to be promoting the same message. Again, there's another reason behind this. And why do I go on the rant a couple of minutes ago about uh, not not representing the people, but representing someone else. If you choose to do that, now, continuing on here with Dr. Mark Escott, if you choose to do that, despite the very strong advice to not do it, then doing other things to protect yourselves is important. Again, have Thanksgiving outside, wear masks in your own home, you know, that kind of stuff. Bruce, you look deep in thought over there. Do you want to interrupt me?
1: No, uh, I was just looking at stuff that Abbott was doing here recently. Uh-huh. Uh, and um he's looking to establish state control of policing in uh, in some areas of Austin. Now, uh it's in it's in relation to the riots and all that kind of stuff, right? I believe is what he's doing. But uh state control of police? Uh no, police are controlled on the local level. That's um what is going on with Abbott. That's that's a you don't do that. If, if you have a problem with uh, control like that, you, you pull other uh, levers. You, you don't go in and try to go f- towards police state stuff. This is out of character for him. Seems seems weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Let's, you know, um, that let's was, yeah, let's let's get on out to the well, Austin, as as you just stated there, Austin is a um, that's a liberal stronghold in uh, in Texas. I mean, it's that's turned pretty blue. But uh, anyway, uh, moving on in California, Governor Gavin Newsom. And the State Department of Public Health last month said singing, chanting, or shouting—basically going to church—which increase the release of respiratory droplets and fine aerosols—are discouraged during the indoor holiday gathering season. Because travel increases your chances of getting, uh, getting and spreading COVID-19, staying home this Thanksgiving is the quote best way to protect yourself and others. The CDC said, "Oh, it's okay to vote. It's okay to vote, but you can't celebrate the holidays." That guidance is being echoed in communities across the country. Is it being echoed in your community? You, the listener. Is it being no. echoed in your community? Because I don't think it is. I, I don't think it is. Now, if there, if it's being echoed in the woke cities, possibly. I don't know. But in rural America,
1: I highly doubt it. You know, those are the states that are being targeted. Yeah. The area around here, I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything about shutdowns, lockdowns, any Go kind of Go pound rules. sand. Go pound exactly. sand. Exactly. Exactly. That We have, I think we still have a mask mandate, but the way the mask mandate works is it's not a direct mask mandate. It's a businesses have to put a sign up saying that they require masks. And if you don't have the mask, then the business is fined $500, but the business isn't required to enforce. So it's really just a virtue signal is all it is. And that one, I, I don't understand at all. It's really, it's another way to get money off of people that are resisting. Uh, but uh, the the idea that this this also goes into uh, Christmas, right? It, caroling that, you know, the the, the events. That oh, people no. Do oh, goodness. Of, uh, no, no, you no. Can't no. You can't Carol now. Are you kidding me? No, no. Good. Good God. Well, you want to kill people? Yeah, exactly. So uh, the traditions that Americans have around the holiday season, well, you can't do that anymore. You have to get rid of those traditions, those uh,
0: Westerners in general, because this isn't relegated to just the U.S. True, and again, we true. will explain why there's a bigger agenda afoot here. I hate to say it. Uh, this is a quote from Mayor Bill de Blasio, you know, the uh, the communist, I mean, the, the representative of New York here. I hate to say it, but I have to urge all New Yorkers do not travel out of the state for the holidays. Is that an order? Is that an order, sir? Is that a threat? Realize that by doing that, unfortunately, you could be putting yourself and your family in danger. Uh, again, do you, do you see how they, they, they manipulate this? It, everything's turned back on itself. So it's not about it's not about you. They don't make it about you. If they made it about you, I think at first they tried to do that and it, it wasn't taking hold. But what they do now is they project you as a, quote, threat to everyone else. So see, they have to now play the game where you're now the threat and you can be the threat without you even knowing it. Right. Asymptomatic PCR tests. Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker made some recommendations a week before acknowledging that this is a, quote, very unpopular thing to say. Well, then why say it? Why say it? If it's unpopular and you say it, well, guess what that's going to do? That's going to make you unpopular, isn't it, Governor? I mean, that's logic in my brain. He said this might be a good year not to travel. Okay, so is next year going to be any better then? Is is next year going to be better? I would argue next year is going to be far yep. worse. Yep, it's going to be bad.
1: It's only going to get worse. Yeah, because people don't uh, see, stand up. What's going to happen next year is uh, because people aren't taking the vaccine, because people are resisting that, you, you can't go out and travel until you oh, have a right. vaccine.
0: Right, right. Well, see, uh, Bruce, if you just had this thing, if, if they just made this thing called like a common pass and it was like put on your phone, maybe. I mean, that would that would fix a lot of things. And well, if you, I mean, if you I mean, had this, if well, you had to scan it, like as you were getting into your car. Yeah if they put a scanner in there, I mean, that, that would solve a lot of problems, I think.
1: Yeah. Well, just in case you lose your phone, maybe we could do like a RFID chip or something that you could put into, I don't know, your hand or something. Right. And and just implant it there. And and then you would, you would have uh, instant access to all that medical information and whatnot. And it could show that you have been vaccinated for uh, COVID-19, COVID-20, COVID-21, you know, COVID-22,
0: you know, it, sometimes you, you'd maybe. be covered. I mean, two, two or three times per year. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got to have boosters. Right. Right. Uh, As he went on to say, he says one of the things that creates a spread is a whole bunch of people who are in one place where they may be safe and not affected by traveling to another place and vice versa. Do, Do you ever feel like these people are talking to you like you're a five year old? Is that does that sound demeaning to anyone else? I mean, to me, it does. To me, it does. Thanksgiving comes at a perilous time in the pandemic, of course, as cooler weather in much of the country is forcing people to stay inside, resulting in a dramatic uptick in coronavirus cases as fatigue with keeping up with safety measures sets in. Look what you're doing to people. Look how you're treating them. I mean, what do you expect to happen, you idiots, you you incompetent buffoons in government? As a matter of fact, the, the more time goes on, the more I think they're not incompetent. They know exactly what they're doing. They can't be this stupid. You you idiots in government. You can't. You you thick-headed politicians. You can't be this stupid. I, I honestly refuse to believe that. You are stupid. I, I'll give you that. But you can't be this stupid. Now, not to be outdone here, we have, we have a quote from Dr. Anthony Fauci. You, you got to listen to this guy because this guy's been right about everything, right? No, he actually hasn't. He's been wrong about everything. Most people often mistakenly assume that they will be safe if they just have trusted friends and family over to their homes. They almost subconsciously let their guard down. Now, see, now it's all in your head. Now, now this is where they screw with you real, real well. They don't realize they've come in from multiple cities, spent time at airports. They come to a home where grandma and grandpa are. You see how they have to make it real personal? Or someone with an underlying condition. And they inadvertently bring the infection into a home. It's dangerous. You've got to be careful. Now, with, with such a an all star lineup as that, giving me all that advice, I can only I, I can only sit here and and just tell you how grateful I am, and and I'm sure all of you are that we have such such caring and loving people like that uh, that uh, that just want to help. That's all they want to do. They just want to help. They can help by resigning. That's a good place that they can help. They can start there. How about you resign? How about you you just walk away in shame and disgrace? That's a good place to start how about you just go away? Because we've got bigger problems to deal with than pathetic politicians like you that know absolutely nothing. Now, lockdowns. States are slapping new restrictions on daily life as, uh, of course, the pandemic's raging out of control. It's out of control. It's out of control. We got to stop it. We have to do all these things because this is how we have to stop it. Again, China's open for business. Governors in New York, Maryland, Minnesota, Iowa, Utah, and other states have imposed measures as cases hit another, week, another high Wednesday, topping 100,000 for the ninth day in a row. Huh. almost would say that Election Day was a super spreader event, wouldn't you say? Wouldn't you think that? What What states again? New York, Maryland, Minnesota, Iowa, Utah, and other states. Ohio, I'm sure, is one of them. My, uh, my governor in Ohio, I mean, a quote from him, he says, it's on fire. We've got to slow it down. We've never seen anything like this. It's the cold and flu season, you idiot. You 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 imbecile. So on Wednesday, we saw topping the topping of 100,000 for the ninth day in a row, while hospitalizations rose to a record 65,386, according to the COVID Tracking Project. They said it's over 200,000? 100,000. 100,000. Now, this is what I find fascinating. Of course, this is all raging out of control, right? They're having to restrict your your society. They're having to shut down your society. They're having to shut down your towns, your businesses. But public policymakers, however, aren't necessarily precluding border closures if the virus worsens. Well, gee, why not? Why Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you close the border? Hmm. Again, there's another agenda in play here. Policymakers say their targeted actions aim to prevent illness and death. You don't lock down a population to prevent illness and death, you idiots. That's causing more illness and death because you've shut everything down. Substance abuse, anxiety, suicide, domestic violence, child neglect, off the charts, off the charts, people not getting elective surgeries, people not being taken in to to get the treatment they need for other things all causing more problems. The cure has become worse than the disease, which is exactly what we were supposed to avoid. They say they also aim to ease pressure on hospitals and put the brakes on spread to prevent the need for more draconian measures or cause more school closures or economic damage. But you notice when they take these measures, they say, well, in order to prevent this, this is what we have to do. Well, in order to prevent the surge on hospitals in order to prevent the the need for more draconian measures in order to prevent school closures and economic damage. We need to do all of those things. Y- you notice that none of this is making any sense. It's not meant to make sense. Again, it's meant to be turned back on itself. It's, it's like George Bush saying, well, in order for us to save the free market, we have to abandon the free market. Right. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. DeWine, the fool from my state, says that uh, we make a mistake when we talk about these two things separately. Well, then talk about them together. Nothing angers me more than out of touch politicians. Nothing angers me more. And and these people have absolutely no bearing on reality. None. They could care less about you. They could care less about your business. They could care less about your family. They don't care about any of this stuff. They've completely lost their way. They no longer represent you. They no longer represent me. DeWine said several metrics have him very concerned. Daily cases in Ohio have more than quadrupled since late September, topping a record 6,500 on Tuesday, while testing hasn't even doubled. The number of hospitalized COVID-19 patients is approaching 3,000, compared to a high of about 1,100 at any one time during spring and summer surges. And a record number of intensive care patients have the virus. Has anybody asked where they're even getting the data? Has anybody asked that? Because I don't see where they're getting that data. I don't see where they're coming back and imposing these lockdowns. You're imposing this stuff based on what? Based on what? Again, we're in this position because we haven't stood up to it at this point. Like I said yesterday, there's a point in time when protests aren't going to cut it anymore. Mr. DeWine said the focus is on fatalities, which are terrible. And it obscures the fact that many people who survive really go through hell. We forget about them. How about the fact that there are no fatali- the fatalities? The fatalities, the mortality rate of COVID-19 is extremely low. It's less than statistically, it's less than that of the seasonal flu. statistically. Now, is that to say the virus is like the flu? No, we've said that many times before. Behaves very differently. But statistically, the odds of you catching it are very low. The odds of you surviving it are even higher. So where's the information coming from? Or are we still using the PCR test? If testing hasn't doubled, then if people are going to the hospitals... I mean, I know that when I would... Come down with something as a as a kid or, or even as an adult. I mean, what do people do? Especially a lot of those people that are on um, you know, Medicaid or, or their health insurance plans or Medicare or their health insurance plans cover them going to an emergency room for a problem. They have a fever, they go to the emergency room. So does that classify as a hospital filling up? Does that classify as a case? If you go to a hospital, I'm assuming that you get a COVID test, right? They give you a test on the spot.
1: I mean, they'd have to. You can't even really, if you're going there for any kind of operation or procedure or whatever, you have to have a, a COVID-19 test. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're pregnant, doesn't matter if you're just going in to just get a checkup, does not matter. They do a COVID-19 test. And if you're there, this is this is locally, okay, in my area. If you go there, uh, for example, um, I had a family member that um, needed stitches, well, they went in to get stitches, and they had another family member with them that drove them there to the hospital. That other family member was not allowed in.
0: Yeah, because that makes sense. But anyway, all right, I I, I want to get off this stuff. Uh, I I don't want to get it. I, I don't want to get into any more of this. Uh, but but anyway, th- this is all look. Th- this is all smoke and mirrors. This is all nonsense. This is all meant to distract you. This is all meant to keep you off balance. They have the key here is to keep everything in a state of flux. They need time. The key here is time. They need time to reorganize. They're in the process now of setting the agenda going forward. They need to reorganize for the fourth industrial revolution on their terms. This is what the fight is. There's a larger agenda in play here, and it's not about a virus. We're way past that. We're way past that. Forget the people that are out there that are like sheep. Okay, those are those are the people that have conformed their entire lives and they're just conforming in a bigger way now. The same ones that are out there wearing a mask alone in their car are the same ones that are going to go and they're going to get that vaccine that's useless and they'll follow it to the end. But I want to get off of this. Uh, Let's let's get over into some. uh, You got something you want to add there before we jump?
1: I was just looking at the hospital numbers for Ohio. because You were saying there was two thousand. Was it two thousand people or uh, three thousand? Three thousand. So normal.
0: Normal. They say that normal spring summer numbers were like eleven 1, hundred.
1: That's um out of the twenty six thousand hospitals they have. Yes, that's just over ten percent. Uh, yeah. There's no surge. Ten percent. I,
0: I know so people that 10%. work in hospitals. I know doctors. I talk to doctors. I talk to nurses. There's no surge. It's not there. Believe me. Uh, b- believe me. If there and tell me this wouldn't make perfect sense, given the uh, the level of hysteria surrounding this thing, if there was a a hospital that was being overrun, if I mean, you've seen it out of the movies, right? You've seen a hospital surge in, in all these these raging pandemic movies over the last 15, 20 years. We've been seeing those movies for a reason because they've been scaring the hell out of people. So it doesn't shock you when it actually gets here. If there was an overrun hospital somewhere, if it was happening, if if the place was on the verge of breaking into absolute chaos. The news media would be all over it. You'd be seeing it. They need that fear factor, but they don't have it. So they have to manufacture it again. This is why I said when you see something on example, the uh, the Today Show or or something like that, it is a fabrication. Marty was talking about it the other day, wasn't he? Sky News. They showed a hospital that was, quote, seeing a, a massive surge I'm doing the air quotes. And, you know, they didn't know what they were going to do. And the ICU was full or was filling up and all of that stuff. They had people up there in, in positive pressure suits and blah, blah, blah. But there was no one there. There was no one there. Everything you're seeing is theater. It's absolute theater. They need to project the attitude of fear. Fear is the bigger weapon. Fear fear is the more dangerous weapon in this case. Again, this is an information war at this point. This is information warfare. This is economic warfare. Those are the wars of the future. We just don't understand it yet. See, if this was a group of people that were coming in in military uniforms and and saying, yeah, we're going to take you over, you'd fight back against that, wouldn't you? But if it's this, oh, they wouldn't lie to you. They care about you. They care about your family. They don't want you to hurt anyone else. You don't want to hurt anyone else, do you? You see how they do this? It's, it's so obvious it's laughable. It's absolutely laughable. I mean, I go out into, into public and, and I, I, see, I see people and I just I shake my head. I, I, really, I, I just shake my head because I see how conforming the average public is. And it's really sad. It's really sad. Unfortunately, there, there's no way to reach them. I wish there was. But until they make that conscious decision to sit down and examine themselves and turn the TV off turn the phone off, walk away from it. It's not that difficult. You know, I, I see people that that try to identify with entertainment. They try to identify with something they see on social media. You know why? Because they don't know how to identify with anything on themselves. They've lost their identity. Being brought up in this system of, of entertainment and this fake culture, it's distracted you from learning about yourself and your potential. That's what it's designed to do. So, when you don't do these things you're not fulfilled as a person so you go back you keep going back and you get that little thrill you get that little you know just that little bit of satisfaction when you watch uh, a tv show or or a movie or listen to some some garbage noise that they call music or or you you flip through social media and you think well, what's everybody else doing what do you care you should be focusing on yourself making yourself more informed making yourself a better person Now, that's not to say that you become a a conceited, self-centered, egotistical maniac. You know, that's who the people that are running this scam are. But it's about you recognizing your potential to become a better person than what they are and for you to become a leader and for you to fight back against this. See, that's what they fear the most is you recognizing your potential as a human being, as a leader and actually taking the fight to their door. That's what they don't want. And I'm talking about the elites when I say they. But anyway, I'm rambling. I'm preaching on my soapbox here. I'll get off of it. But um, uh, Bruce, let's get over into some uh, let's get over into some election stuff. There's some issues that we're seeing in Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. This is breaking. Pennsylvania court rules. Secretary of State improperly challenged the deadline two days before Election Day. Two days, which we knew that. We, we knew that we knew that that they changed the rules 48 hours before the election. As a matter of fact, one of the rules was swapped, I think, what was it, like 10 p.m. the night before? I mean, I was talking to Ned today offline and he said, how can they even do this? He, he even brought up this point to me. He's like, how can they even do this? I said,
1: they can't. They just do it. Yeah, legally, they can't. It, it's it boils down to so the rules aren't supposed to be changed right in the middle of the election, right Every it's common sense. you don't you don't change the rules in the middle of a football game or a baseball game. You don't do that, right you 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 have a process you have to go through and basically what's happening is is you have these judges or or in this case, it's um uh, the the um attorney general for the state that decided they wanted to do it. but it has to go through the process, right? It has to go through the state-level electorate, so the state, House, and Senate, and they're the ones that propose the policies and pass the policies because those are elected officials. And when it's a court or uh, you know a- another government body, like a governor, for example, and they're the ones that decide, oh, no, we're not going to follow what the-, the policymakers decided. We're going to change the rules and the policies. No, nope, can't do that. You're going to... You're disenfranchising voters is what you're going to end up doing because now people are going to see that you changed the rules. I followed the rules that you changed. Now my vote doesn't count, but really there's, it just opened the door for a lot of fraud. A lot of, it may not even be fraud. It could just be inconsistencies, right? I mean it could just be that um no it's fraud. It's fraud. I I'm trying to be I'm trying to walk gently and lightly around that topic and it's fraud. I was gonna say I don't it's, know how else to, Bruce, it's fraud. <laughs> Bruce, it's fraud. I don't know how else to I you're 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 changing the policies, you're allowing votes in that uh, mail in ballots that only have one thing ticked on the ballot. The signature doesn't match the, the there's no postal stamp or, or postal code, nothing. There there's no it didn't even go through the USPS. It just, how, how did those ballots get to their location, the mail-in ballots specifically, without going through the USPS? How did they just mysteriously appear? It, it, it's a miracle. It just, they just appeared in the back room and, it, well, of course we got to count them because it's, you know, it's people's votes. It, that's important, right? You do to disenfranchise people. You want to ensure that their votes count. So this is going to be a litigation nightmare, number one. Number two, there's going to be, if this is fair, right? If the litigation process is fair, there's going to be a lot of votes thrown out and there's going to be some, the, the, the media is going to pull their typical antics and they're going to say Trump is stealing the election. He's doing all this nonsense, blah, blah, blah. There's no fraud. There's no voter fraud. You know, they've already pushed the narrative. They've already set up the, the, the cards so that they can knock them all down. And get people up in a tizzy and cause more riots. That's they're pushing the narrative to cover for everybody. They got to have the riots. I mean, they, they have to have them. It's in the cards, as you said, and they have to have a way to trigger it. No, that's how they do it. Uh, it it's it's going to be this again. I still think this was all intentional. The the voter yes. fraud. Yeah, I, I think they did it on purpose, out in the open, so that people would see it, so that yes. when it's fought against they can trigger riots using it. Exactly. All right. So
0: I I just I just like to throw this out there. Speaking of of that, I I know I know we've talked about this individual before. Alyssa Milano, the actress that's supposedly a I mean, I I guess, according to her, I mean, clearly, she's got to be some kind of a constitutional scholar here. Uh, She says that um, Trump is now legally required to begin the transition process, he's, he, you hear this, he's legally required to begin the transition process. So is this now, the Alyssa Milano clause? Well, I'm I'm not, I'm not exactly sure. It could be, well, it could be a full-blown amendment. It could be. I want to read the tweet that she put out. She says, the Trump administration is legally required to begin the transition process now that Joe Biden is the winner. GSA Emily, I don't know who that is. Who's, who is that?
1: Gov- uh, General Service Administrator. So she's... Part of the government.
0: Okay, never heard of her. Um, and other federal officials. So her and other federal officials need to begin the legally mandated transition process now. It is irresponsible to stall as the pandemic rages on. Hashtag
1: voters decided. So uh, just so I understand properly, right? I, I get this straight. The Trump administration, she she alleges, needs to violate procedure and constitutional law and give the reins to a not duly elected individual this this has not the electoral college has not voted yet biden has not won keep that in mind i know the media is saying he's won he has it locked up blah 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 all the stuff they're saying it's not over till what december 9th december
0: Well, just so happens, just so happens, I have a a timeline here that we follow, just so happens. And I'm going to explain each one of these. Now, this is a little confusing to non-citizens. I understand this. Hell, it's a little confusing to citizens that don't understand our election process. We are not a typical majority rule democracy in the United States. We have an electoral college process. That process was put in so it would give states in flyover country a say. Now, just to put this into perspective, if the United States had a majority rule vote the county of Los Angeles could outvote 47 US states. Just to give you an idea, explain to me how that would be fair. You wouldn't have a representative form of government at that point. Now, why did they put the deadline for resolving election disputes? This is why the founders were so genius. Why did they put the deadline for resolving election disputes a month out from the actual election itself? Because they knew that things like this would take time. You need time to sort it out and to get it right. That's why they put it in there for that long. That's why there's a delay. So on December eighth is when the deadline for resolving election disputes happens. Okay, so that's that's the day. That's why I think they're they're reasserting the pandemic now, right? Because they need to jam this up as much as possible. And they say, oh, it's because of COVID. We
1: couldn't verify any of this. So they'll get they'll hit the deadline. All state. Now let me explain. Go ahead. By the way, you brought up the COVID thing. You know, the poll watchers, I believe this Uh is in Pennsylvania. The poll watchers were required to stay 20 some feet away from uh, where they were counting the ballots, right? They weren't allowed to be there. There was a lawsuit, they won the lawsuit, and the agreement was six feet because of COVID. Now, have you ever tried to closely watch a ballot from six feet away? Ensuring that signatures match, you know, ensuring that the the person counting writes it uh, or counts it properly. And and it, have you ever like six feet away? You you can't clearly watch that. You need to be right there on and see what's going on. Seven hundred and fifty thousand ballots, by the way. Seven hundred and fifty thousand in Pennsylvania alone is how many ballots were counted without representatives from the GOP. They would mm-hmm. not allow them to be there. Well, there's anyway,
0: there's no problem there. There's no. There's no problem there. Well, you are you just you're just mad because because your guy didn't make it, right? That that's the excuse you, you hear from you know the trolls on the left. Anyway, so again, December eighth, right? This happens every time. This happens every time. This is not a, a new process. This happens every time. Okay, so this is uh, this is not like um, you you have to begin. Oh, and I love how Biden's now created the um, the office of the president elect. I I love how that's happened. Yeah, that's that's just fantastic. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He ain't going to make it. All state recounts this again by December 8th, all state recounts and court contests over presidential election results must be completed by this date. For the majority of states, the deadline of certification is the same as for all contests. But in eight states, there is a deadline that either directly references or uses similar language requiring that disputes surrounding the selection of presidential electors be resolved in time to meet the safe harbor deadline. Indiana, Iowa, New Jersey, North Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia. Those are the states. Now,
1: you have a question? I do, actually. Um, What happens if, for example, we go through this and we find that there's large voter fraud? There's voter fraud across the board, immense yes. amounts of it. And we uh-huh. have to go through and we have to count each ballot and it's going to take more than a month. What happens then? Do we, do we stall the electorate? You see what I'm saying? So what, what yes. happens if find this and it's like a week before the eighth, right? So it's on the 1st of December and they find that, the, you know, the court rules, Supreme court rules, they have to go in and count ballots. They have to throw out the ones that were, um, that were inaccurate. They didn't match, you know, they have to, you know legal ballots. They have to recount the legal ballots. We'll put it that way. They're not going to be able to do that in a week. 750,000 alone in a week. It, they, they, they take too many nap breaks in between there.
0: It's a good question about uh, taking longer than a month. I don't know the answer to that. A constitutional lawyer would, though. They would, because, I mean, that's that's where this is coming from. December never happened before. It's never happened before. That's why, again, that's why I said I think they're trying to foment all this garbage. And, yeah, okay, anyway, December 14th. Okay, so you, you complete all the contestion and everything, the courts and everything. All right. That all decides by December 8th, December 14th, the electors meet. OK, the electors meet in each state and cast their ballots for president and vice president. Each elector votes on his or her own ballot and signs it. The ballots are immediately transmitted to various people. One copy goes to the president of the United States Senate who is also the vice president of the United States, I might add, for those that don't know. This is the copy that will officially be counted later. Other copies go to the Secretary of State, the National Archives and Records Administration, and the presiding judge in the district where the electors meet, which serves as a backup copy that would replace the official copy sent to the president of the Senate if it is lost or destroyed. Remember, you, you think, okay, well, why would they put something like that in? Well, back in the day, this is all based on when they had like horseback. It's yeah, it's, it's that. So it would take time and you never know who you'd run into at that time. I mean, it was a free country. What do you want me to say? So December 23rd, day before Christmas Eve, this is the deadline for the receipt of ballots. The electors ballots from all states must be received by the president of the Senate by this date. There is no penalty for missing this deadline. Uh-huh. Interesting. January 6th. Again, we're still in the process here. Counting the counting of the electoral ballots. See, they don't even count them until almost a month later. The U.S. Congress meets in a joint session to count the electoral votes,
1: and then, and only then, yeah, real quick, the the Congress that goes in and counts the votes that's the newly elected. It's not so it's it's not the Congress currently. It's the newly elected Congress. Uh-huh. That's the first act they take, uh, or, or the first action they do is counting the votes. So January 20th, this leads us to
0: the day. That is Inauguration Day. The president-elect becomes the president of the United States. So you see, explain to me. Now, that's our process. That's the legal process I just read, okay? That's the process we've been following for 240 years. So explain to me. Well, it's not the exact process. I mean, we have a little, bit, little change here and there. But nonetheless, you get the idea, right? We've had consistency all the way down. Explain to me where uh, Ms. Milano here, explain to me where she says that the administration is legally, how does she put it? Uh, Legally required to begin the transition process. I don't see that anywhere in, in any of that. We're still in the process of disputing this. That's where we are.
1: Yeah, they don't, they're not legally required until after the votes are counted by Congress and the president is elected uh, you know once it's finalized, then he's legally required to transition, which is the day of inauguration at noon they're supposed to do you know work towards the transition I mean that's that's when it happens so these news articles saying, oh Joe Biden should start getting top secret briefings and all that kind of stuff he needs to have the clearance and blah 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 no he doesn't get that until January 20th. You don't start getting that until he's duly elected.
0: Unfortunately, we're out of time today, so uh, we are going to have to go. But uh, yeah, fascinating conversation. I, I love how Alyssa Milano has just again she she's come through with flying colors and and she's educated all of us on the error of our ways and really walked us through the uh, the constitutional process and, and how it's supposed to work. I'm glad she's uh, she's such a uh, such a scholar in uh, in that area. As a matter of fact, maybe she should request a uh, a cabinet position after all this. I mean, maybe. I mean, we, we kind of left her out of the uh, the loop yesterday when we were talking about possible cabinet picks. So maybe it's possible that uh, she could get in there and, uh, and take a cabinet position. But anyway, we're going to have to go. Again, we'd like to thank you all for taking the time to sit down and listen to us today. Uh, so we would like to extend an invitation to all of you as a listener to drop us a line uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you want to reach out to us, you want to give us some feedback, you want to give us some suggestions. You can do so by dropping us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. Or if you would like to, you can follow myself or you can follow Marty over on the platform of Parler. I know a lot of people are leaving social media as in Facebook and Twitter. They're leaving these platforms because of election garbage that's been going on. So uh, if you're looking for follows over there, if you're a listener to us, then we would be happy to have the follows. You can contact us over there. Drop us a, uh, what do they call it? Not a tweet. It's a parlay or whatever it is uh you can write to us again i'm at Jay Anderson 3 marty's at marty foster give us your feedback right on our uh right on our uh what's it called damn it see i don't do social media so i don't know. right on our feeds and uh Feed. wall feeds whatever right. Uh, and we will be uh, we'll be sure to answer you and, and get the replies back to you. Also, if you're interested in being a guest on our show or you would like to uh, reach out to us uh, and, and weigh in on some of our conversations on some of the uh, the avenues that we go down, we would love to hear from you as well. We would love to try and uh, work out a time slot to get you on. So, uh, again, you can do so. Uh, drop us a line at our email address. Again, that's tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends, family, known associates. We're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible, but we need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcast, with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could drop over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Again, we are taking Saturday and Sunday off, so you will not hear from us for the next two days. But rest assured, we will be back here on Monday. And I believe we're going to be talking vaccine development. We're going to be talking the larger agenda behind everything we discussed today. So be sure and check us out Monday. Everyone have a great weekend.